Good morning and welcome to the Christ Church Podcast. This is the midweek devotion and uh, this is Jared today. Last week Andy was with me and our friends John and Dalton. Today it's just going to be me and in the coming weeks we'll have uh, Jordan on here and I don't know just kind of a random uh, compilation of people and uh, just want to come to you midweek and just encourage you and just let you know what we're praying for you, that we, lo- we love you. And uh, today, the idea is uh, I'm just going to read a, uh, actually a uh, blog that I had written several, uh, several months back. And uh, it's about Peter, and the title of the blog is Denial, Acceptance, and Radical Grace. I'm just going to read this, and wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, I want you to know that, that you can come to Jesus and that Jesus will have you, uh, that His grace is sufficient and it's powerful enough to meet you in your sin and, uh, and transform your life. And, and wherever you're at what in life, whatever sin you're dealing with, I want to encourage you to run to Jesus. Uh, just pray that the Holy Spirit would convict you of those, those things and would point your hearts toward Him even as I read this. So I'll read it and just make a few comments and uh, then pray for you and then uh, call it a podcast. How about So denial, acceptance, and radical grace. Here we go. I'm sure that you're quite familiar with a feeling of guilt. You promised God that you wouldn't do blank again. And then, yup, you lied to God, you did it again. In a moment of shame, what do you feel? Do you feel as if you can run to Jesus and be fully accepted? Or do you feel like that there's a barrier between you and God? Moments like these reveal to us what we really believe the gospel is. So don't waste those shameful moments. By grace, let's learn and grow from them. As an example, let's look at Peter and Jesus. Peter's a funny character. In this scene in John, in the Gospel of John, we see a Peter that's so confident in his own abilities. This is just before his shame, quote-unquote shame, moment. Listen to his words, in Jesus, or, uh, words to Jesus in John 13, 36-38. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, 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 I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have, till you have denied me three times. End quote. Do you hear the boldness of Peter? It was almost as if he was trying to impress Jesus without how sold out he was. We are often like this as well. Inside, I know I am way more com- inside, so I'm, I'm feeling, quote, I am way more committed than all these other schmucks, end quote. But what does Jesus do? What does Jesus do when he hears this from Peter? Does he just let Peter keep talking? Nope. Jesus lets Peter know what is really in his heart. Jesus knew the weakness and sin, knew his weakness and sin better than Peter knew himself. And it happened. Peter denies Jesus. I mean, denies him. Can you imagine the pain of a best friend's denial? Wouldn't that be awful? If it happened to you, would it put a barrier between you and your friend? Well, of course it would. It would be sin. This is what Peter did. He sinned against Jesus. So what did Jesus do? Well, Jesus does the unthinkable. Instead of Peter dying for Jesus in love, Jesus would die for Peter. Jesus would take what Peter deserved. Peter is the coward, the inconsistent follower. 
the one who would not take up his cross and follow Jesus. He is the sinner, the rebel, the denier of Jesus, and yet Jesus lays down his life for Peter. Imagine the shame that must have come upon Peter. In Luke 22, verse 62, we see that he went out and wept bitterly. So what would happen with this scoundrel named Peter? Would he beat himself up? Would he forever run from God? Would Peter do what what would Peter do if he was to see Jesus again? Well, Peter in fact would see Jesus again. It would give us insight, it will give us insight into the transforming power of the grace of Jesus. Get this. Peter Peter was fishing. Some dude came along walking on the shore. He told the boys to throw their net on the other side of the boat to catch some fish. This should have rung a bell. They followed this man's instructions and, well, what do you know? There was fish. Peter didn't even realize that it was Jesus. John had to tell Peter, it's the Lord. So here's the moment. The last time Peter saw Jesus, he denied him. Would Peter hide? Would Peter now approach Jesus? Would Jesus be approachable? Would Jesus accept him? Maybe Jesus would accept Peter if Peter would prove to Jesus that the whole denying nonsense was a thing of the past. Well, none of that. John 21, 7 and 8 tells us, When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. Peter could not get to Jesus fast enough. Apparently the other disciples could contain themselves, but not Peter. Peter knew that Jesus would accept him. Peter did not shy away. He didn't hide. Rather, he had to be with Jesus. Isn't this interesting? Is this how we are when we sin? Do we have confidence in our Savior Jesus? Are we secure in the fact that Jesus will have us? Do we believe the truth that Jesus died in our place for all of my denial, all of my small faith, all of my faithlessness, for my rebellion and sin of all sorts? Jesus died the death we deserve to die. So we can come to Him. We can rest in Him. When you know Jesus died for you, there is freedom to come to Him even in your worst moment. You don't have to run. You don't have to hide. You're forgiven and you're free. Because of Jesus, the Father is pleased with you. Now I want you to get this, the transforming power of this truth. For a final word, look to John 21, 15-19. Jesus takes Peter on a little walk as he had before. Jesus gives Peter a sneak peek into his own future. This time, it would not be of Peter's denial, but of his death. Peter would indeed die for Jesus. Brothers and sisters, once you are secure in whose, whose death counts, so Jesus' death counts, you will then be free to die for Jesus. This is the power of grace. And oh, by the way, it was Peter who God chose to preach at Pentecost. It was Peter who preached about Jesus and saw 3,000 people converted. So drink it up. Drink up the grace of God and be changed now and forever. Period. End of blog. So here's the big idea with that. We see the valiancy of Peter uh, at first. We've all been there before. Jesus will follow you anywhere. Jesus kind of pulls back the, the window and says, pull back the curtain and says, Peter, you think you're valiant. You think you're following hard after me. Uh, you're going to deny me. Peter says, no, 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 I'll never deny you. Peter denies Jesus. Jesus dies for Peter, the one who denied him. 
And then afterwards, when he raises from the, from the dead, the resurrected Lord was on the beach. Peter sees him, freaks out, has to be next to him. And that's, where, that, that's just what hit me. Uh, when we sin, when we find ourselves weeping bitterly, do we feel like we can't approach Jesus? Or do we feel like we, do we know that we have to be with him, that we would dive out of the boat to be with our King Jesus? Do we know that Jesus will have us? And many of us out here don't know that. And here's the deal. It transformed Peter. Peter actually did die in Jesus' place. I mean, not die in Jesus' place. Died uh, because of his love for Jesus later on. He was crucified upside down. So I want you to get this radical grace of Jesus that you can approach him. If you're in Christ, your sins are forgiven. You can come to him. So wherever you're at today, I want you to think about that. And I want you to run, with, run to Jesus. The Holy Spirit will turn your eyes and your heart to him. And, and I hope this is helpful for you today. Let me pray for you, and then I hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll see you Sunday. Uh, invite people in to worship Jesus Sunday. He's worth it. We're not inviting people to Christ Church. We're inviting people to worship the God of the universe. So, just a thought. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for, uh, for our family, the Christ Church family, and uh, ultimately we thank you that you've, you've brought us together. And I pray that this in some way would be, uh, would be a challenge or it would be a breath of fresh air to our people to know that we can run to you uh, through our sin. We can come to you again and find you uh, willing to have us and willing to transform us. And we just thank you for that. Thank you for the finished work of Jesus. And I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you would lead us and uh, that you bring us together on Sunday morning uh, to, to just worship you. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening.